Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished coach from London, Mr. Toei Oshunbi. Toei, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Uh, Toei is a, the founder and CEO of Business Leaders Coach. So today we'll talk coaching with Toy. Uh, Toy, tell me, before I start, tell me a little bit about your own background and what got you started as a coach. Yes, so first of all, uh, Ashutosh, thank, thanks for having me on, on your podcast. Um, and I, um, my, my, my story goes like this. So earlier on in my career, I, um, was put in a leadership position for a not-for-profit organization for my church mm -hmm. and i was overseeing about 100 people mm -hmm. and i just found it challenging knowing what to do and so um i remember picking up a book uh, seven habits of highly effective people mm -hmm. and that got me to understand a bit more about how people are motivated you know mm -hmm. habit number one be proactive mm -hmm. and then the second thing was walking into a, a, a store and picking up some videos by an author called john maxwell mm -hmm. and i sat down and and consumed all of them and i began to understand the importance of leadership. Mm. Um, now, then I worked for a, a sales organization and then started to help out with some training. And then my wife and I, in 2006, went for a coaching course. Mm -hmm. And it was then that I came to understand the power of asking questions. Mm -hmm. And a year later, I started my own business, did that for a number of years, then went back into work for a bigger staffing company, was mm -hmm. there for 11 years and coached a lot of the senior executives there. Mm -hmm. And then just recently started Business Leaders Coaches. That's sort of a snapshot of my journey Fantastic. of how everything came to be. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you know, you just said that you realized the power of asking questions. So my next question to you is what <laughs> is coaching and how is it uh, different from mentoring? That's a, that's a brilliant question. Yeah. So I think, you know, when we think about coaching, it is the ability to be able to facilitate the coaches thinking mm -hmm. and helping them to realize their own potential. Yeah. And uh, the way you can do that is by asking brilliant questions, because mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we realize is that we are so busy today that we don't have enough time to stop and think and reflect mm -hmm. on where we are going. So I would define coaching as it gives the coachee the ability to realize their own potential mm -hmm. um, that they already have, that they're not aware of. And that's what great coaching does. Mm. Now, the difference between that and mentoring is that most like people normally define a mentor as somebody who's been there, done that, mm. walked the walk. And so the mentee is following in that path. Mm -hmm. But I think the coach doesn't necessarily need to have walked the walk mm -hmm. in particular it's always good if they have mm -hmm. but the facilitation of the thinking is more empowering for the mm -hmm. coachee mm -hmm. because that person comes to an awareness mm -hmm. and can own it and i think there's a difference in in that a good mentor should be a good coach as well <laughs> okay. well said well said so you know uh i've spoken to many coaches and i've asked this question from many of them uh when I was growing up, which, you know, I started working over four decades ago, mentoring or coaching, and I don't think there was a difference then, was either done by a family elder 
or someone senior in the organization who took a liking to you mm. you know yes i wanted to ask you what has changed over the years that coaching has now become a profession and people are willing to pay for it yeah you know what <laughs> it's interesting because uh, as i mentioned about me starting my own business in 2007 mm -hmm. at that time coaching was a hard sell <laughs> you know to get people to convince them mm. but coming back to your question i think that one of the reasons why coaching has become a lot more uh, on the front of people's minds is because of neuroscience mm. i think there's a lot more understanding now about how our brains are wired mm -hmm. and the um and i think that's just simply enhanced our understanding that you know as human beings you know some of the things that i mentioned earlier about you know seven habits with stephen covey's be proactive mm -hmm. i think the understanding that the more we use our brain to uh, be self-aware the the understanding about emotional intelligence, about being self-aware, mm -hmm. self-managing ourselves. I think that's shifted the perspective um, that's uh, different from just training. In the past, we put a lot more emphasis on training. Now, because of the neuroscience about how our brains operate, I think it simply uh, helped us to understand that, wow, there's a lot that we can do if we're put in the right environment mm -hmm. and partner with the right person that can ask us the right questions. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one of the main things. And obviously, in our new, uh, the millennials of today, they're asking more questions. I think when we look at the environment that we're in, where you can get a lot of answers to things mm -hmm. through Google, etc., I think it simply just enhanced more of our awareness of things. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's one of the reasons um, and just to add to that, mm -hmm. you talked about back in the day, you know, with the, with the elder in the village mm -hmm. uh, or that kind of culture. Mm -hmm. I think it still sort of exists, but it's on YouTube. You can remember like people are still following people, mm -hmm. but it's a different kind of way of how this is being materialized. Well said, well said. So when you decide to accept a new coachee, mm -hmm. what do you look for? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think one of the things that I always look for is mm. something that I'm calling a learner mindset, mm -hmm. because we now are in a world, as I said, that there's a lot of information. Mm. So what I'm looking for is somebody who is eager to learn, eager to take responsibility, mm. and also is committed to their own growth and their own development. And I think, again, that sort of shifts the perspective of the mentor and the coach, what you were saying earlier on, right, because, right. you know, if I go to the mentor, I'm almost expecting you as my mentor to give me the answer. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're if you're having a relationship with a coach, then don't expect the coach to give you the answer. Expect the coach to ask you the questions. Now, if you're not, if you don't have that kind of expectation of yourself that I need to figure this out, I need to push myself into going into areas that are perhaps not as comfortable, then I don't think you're ready for coaching. Mm. And so those would be some of the criteria that I would look for a learner mindset, which is that the person is, you know, eager to be uh, a self learner, mm -hmm. a commitment, uh, responsibility, and obviously taking ownership. Those would be some of the things Wonderful. that I would look for. Great, great response. But now uh, my question to you is from the other side. What does a coachee look for to get Ooh. a good coach? <laughs> well, I think um, at the end of the day, you know, a coachee should look for somebody that can help them get results. I mean, if we go into the sporting world, I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious that there's a, there's a goal 
that is um uh, you know the the coach is trying to achieve mm-hmm. and so what they should look for uh, is either evidence that they can produce that result mm-hmm. or right from or the framework that they're going to um help them uh, with can help them get that result um and i think it's you know there's a bit of synergy there i do believe that chemistry is important getting on well with the person feeling relaxed is important but yeah if there was anything that at the end of the day it mm-hmm. should move them in the right direction mm-hmm. that they want to go mm-hmm. so they should be looking for a coach mm-hmm. that listens well that would be the first thing so even if there's any kind of interaction with this person did this person hear, hear me even mm-hmm. if it was like a pilot kind of interaction that should be some of the first things to look for and then do they have some kind of framework that's going mm-hmm. to help them um, get the results that they're looking for. Those would be some no, key no, no, criteria. Thank you. But uh, think of it this way: that I'm I'm a coachy somewhere mm. in 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 the UK, um, and I know that I need. I'm looking for a coach. How do I find out who to go to? Oh, well, <laughs> I guess that's where. Um, you know, your network would be a good place mm-hmm. um, to start off with. Um, and I think, you know, uh, going around through through your network mm-hmm. uh, will be a good place to go to. Um, yeah, asking people mm-hmm. who can help me in this area would be another uh, another way of, um, you know, figuring that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're more likely to get a good referral through your network of mm-hmm. somebody who can help you get those kind of results. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do need to engage with a professional body, then that, that might be fine. Um, but bear in mind that one of the things still is that when you do then interact with that person, mm-hmm. does that person listen? Those criteria would then be the key thing. So even if you've been referred to somebody, I would still say that you still need to look for those things that I've mentioned, which is about the person can listen. And sure. Because yeah, I think that's, that's still important. And then my next question to you, Toy, is how long should an association be for a coaching association? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of debate about that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that at the end of the day, you know, it should be as long as that person, the coachee, is able to get results. And I think that perhaps the relationship should start on something specific, you know, with some of the relationships that I have, they start off with a particular area of, mm-hmm. of that they want to you know, grow to the next level. But if that person is a learner, you find out that with the next, there's normally a next level. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that it should uh, long, it should, the coachee and coach relationship should last as long as there's still new levels to conquer. Mm. And the coach that they're with can help them get there, you know, mm. because I don't think that is every coach is necessarily the one that perhaps might you know enable you to get to where you want to get to um but if they can then absolutely it should be as long as that and that's how i would determine it that that would be the right amount of time <laughs> yep. what a great response so moving on uh you know you must have worked with coaches which who are top management uh cxos getting into senior roles what is the difference if any in coaching senior leaders and emerging leaders? Yeah, yes. So there, there, there absolutely is a difference. Um, I think the first thing is that with senior leaders, 
uh, they've got a lot of experience. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of asking powerful questions and I would say being comfortable with a lot of silence is important mm -hmm. because you really want to give them that space to dig deep into things that they've experienced and perhaps weren't aware of. And so that's, that's the sort of journey with that in that category of senior. Um, now there's also the, the, you know, the right way to be able to challenge their thinking, um, which sometimes <clears throat> they might not always necessarily be used to, you know, senior leaders. <laughs> uh, and sometimes that's the role of the coach is to challenge their thinking, to mm -hmm. take them out of that comfort zone. Mm. I think with younger uh, managers, um, it, it, there's still in some cases some guidance um, pointing them to some information. There's a, there's a phrase that I use that if there's nothing in the tank, there's nothing in the tank, you know. So sometimes when you, when you are taking them down this route of questioning, if they haven't experienced it, then mm -hmm. in some cases you do have to do more of the teaching or the training side first so that they've got something there and then they can use the framework uh, appropriately. So that's the sort of the distinction that I use when I'm coaching these different categories. But things are changing now, I will have mm -hmm. to say, you know, that because we are now completely in a VUCA world, you know, that even the senior leader has to unlearn Correct. what they used to learn mm. or what they knew was right or what they thought was working. And I think that's sort of the challenge for them is how do they unlearn what, we used to work in the past mm -hmm. and to, you know, for them to embrace new ways of thinking. So they're becoming this sort of overlap. And that's partly the reason why sometimes you can have a, a, a younger leader, even mentor a senior leader, mm -hmm. um, simply because it's a new, it's a new um, environment, mm -hmm. you know, it's a new world. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, so there, there is a bit of a difference, but then there's a place where I believe that they're beginning to merge. Wonderful. So for my viewers and listeners, uh, can you share one or two interesting coaching uh, assignments that you've done without any names, of course? What were the challenges and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so uh, that's, that's a really good question. Um, I think of, um, you know, one of the, the main sort of areas that I, I work with. So I work with um, CEOs and leadership teams that are going from, you know, startup to scale up. Mm -hmm. And so one of the specific areas that I've helped, you know, companies with mm -hmm. is, is understanding the gap between what that's going to take. So um, with the senior leader, typically what I have done is to help them understand the importance of their own self-leadership. And mm -hmm. so so we take them through a framework called lead yourself first and then just identifying their own principles. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's interesting that, you know, with many, um, even senior leaders sometimes that I've um, coached, they haven't really figured out what their purpose is. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that would be a really important, that's a, a, an important part that I've worked with. So to give you the example mm -hmm. um, is really helping this CEO to understand what their purpose was and then working with the leadership team mm -hmm. to craft that and now they have a clear purpose and they're actually using that to um, to scale up. So now as they're bringing in new people, they're using that as the engagement piece mm -hmm. um, to say, this is what they're about. They're redefining their industry and that's sort of their statement. And so I'm working with them mm -hmm. now as they're now with the second layer of leaders to also help them to understand how to equip themselves how to also then um, empower their own teams 
through um, a process called situational leadership. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that I would do is about them moving up to that next level mm -hmm. and letting go of the level that they were on before. I call it the mindset shift mm -hmm. that is needed when leaders are moving through the transition and also are growing their businesses. Fascinating. So Toy, my next question is uh, about the millennials and the Gen Zs. You know, now uh, most organizations have started to see millennials and Gen Zs getting into positions of leadership. Uh, as a coach, what is your perspective on how should an organization prepare itself to coach millennials and Gen Zs? Because these young people have a very, very different way of looking at things, very positive. And I've often told young people that uh, I have a lot of faith and confidence in what you're doing. You're probably going to re retrieve all the mess my, my, my generation <laughs> made. Yeah, yes, uh, it's interesting. Just last week, I was with a group of directors and, and I asked them the question, what are they observing with this, you know, the new generation, millennials, Gen Z? And uh, one of the things that's, first of all, <clears throat> that we have to at least acknowledge is that they want to make a difference. You know, it's definitely a generation that wants to make a difference. And so uh, to answer your question about, you know, so what's the key thing? That's the reason why I mentioned that um, this issue of businesses having a purpose, I think it's, I think it's fundamental. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to really help, um, you know, with this, this generation, that's the first place, you know, which is that because they want to make a difference. So what's the difference between, you know, helping them or how do we help them? I think it's by helping them to engage with that, the purpose, first of all. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, is that there is an element of them being in a rush. Um, and so the problem then is slowing down. And when I teach or train or coach this generation, I try as much as possible to pass on the principles of life to say mm -hmm. that you can't speed. There's certain things that you can't just speed up. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's the way life works. So I would normally say, embrace the principles of this and work on those principles. Mm -hmm. And then you see things work. And I, mm -hmm. think that's the, I think that's the message that needs to be cascaded to them. Um, because I think that that's, that's, that way they don't mess things up, if that makes sense. Mm. Very interesting. So I'm now going to move to the next segment of our conversation. My viewers and listeners love to get to know my guest a little better. So I have time for th two or three questions for you. Yeah. That's They're called idea. personally yeah, questions for you. Uh, you mentioned that you, were, you, were, you started off uh, uh, working with your church and then you know, worked for an organization and then became a coach. My question to you, Toye, is what would you say are three key milestones or pivot points in your life? Yeah, so, um, I mean, the first one has to be my faith. That's just that's something that's important to me. It shaped my thinking. It shaped um, the decisions I make. That's, that's important. That was definitely a milestone. The second um, is getting married and having children. And, and the having children part was because, you know, unfortunately, my wife and I had two miscarriages that were quite late and that shifted my perspective as well. Now we have two kids, you know, 12 and nine, and we're grateful. But again, it's one of those life moments where that's a milestone about life. And then the third um, one would be what I mentioned about 
about leadership mm -hmm. and um and just you know coming to this awareness of the power of leaders you know in terms of the the role they play the impact they have the influence they have in an organization so those would be some of the milestones that I, when i look at my life and i think mm -hmm. of those your know, sliding door moments mm, of what was, yeah. <laughs> very interesting. And when you again look back at all the amazing things that you've been doing, um, and you said one of the key milestones is your faith, what mm. are some of the core values you believe in? Yeah, so I believe that, um, you know, in terms of what I, I really do believe that we are here to love. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And I think it's the simplicity of it makes it complex, <laughs> you know, which is that if, 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 you know, leaders loved more, you know, their people or uh, things would be, things would be uh, sorted out. And mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an easy thing to say, but it's a difficult thing to do. And I think right. that's partly the reason why, um, we're in the world that we're in. So yeah, that's that's what I'll boil it down to mm. that, you know. And I think, you know, with all that we're going through, if there was anything, is to have hope, mm. you know, that um, it's really important mm. that you know, no matter what's going on right now, that we look up and we have we have hope. Um, and I think that's 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 another way of defining a good leader. Mm. And I would say that is because the leader sees further than than others i think everybody should be a leader you know in my opinion but but the distinguishing factor is when you can see further than others and you can see hope ahead i think it inspires other people and i just want to play my own part in in doing that so those are some of the things that drive me fantastic fantastic my next question to you is uh, again as you look back at life as you look ahead what does success mean to toy Oh, well, I mean, this, that's, a, that's a question that I have um, wrestled with a lot. Mm -hmm. And my, my answer, my, you know, might disappoint people, but I believe that, you know, everybody's here, they've got an assignment. Mm -hmm. And so success is living out your assignment on this planet, you know, living out your full potential. Mm -hmm. And it's a journey, you know, and I think it's a journey of discovering your gifts, discovering you know, the things that you come more natural to you. Um, and it's not about yourself. It's then how do you then cascade that or pass that on to others? And so I definitely find that as my own definition of, so am I living my life to my full potential? You know, obviously it won't, the answer is not yes every time, mm. but that's how I would define success is, is that journey. Wonderful. Uh, and my last question to you uh, is a follow-up from success. Who or what inspires you? Well, I mean, I've got to say, you know, as a person of faith, it's Jesus that inspires me. Um, and um, not trying to be religious in any way, it's just the person he yeah. is. Um, as I said, he emulates all the things that I've talked mm -hmm. about. Um, and I think it's, a, you know, that's that's the inspiration for me is, is to go and do likewise, you know, doing good in the world, you know, and I think the reason for business leaders coach is actually to help, help build businesses that grow and flourish. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason for that is because, you know, when, when organizations have great leaders, mm -hmm. what you'll find is that 
people talk about them in a great way around the dining table is, an, is the image that I have. And I've, I've witnessed it myself, you know, which is that when you train middle managers, you find out that they, um, they will talk about their leaders and you can see the difference between them that have been trained, uh, that have been mentored or coached by a great leader. And you can see the opposite as well. Mm -hmm. So that's my inspiration. Uh, he's my inspiration. Love is the key. You know, learning is the, the is the sort of ingredient mm. and leadership is the metaphor to, to live it out. So I would say learning, loving and leading are the sort of core values that I that I hold on to. Wonderful. Learning, leading and loving on those three words. Thank you, Toy, for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me at such length about coaching, talking to me about your personal beliefs on coaching and how you are making a difference to so many people uh, through your own knowledge, through your own learnings and through your own experience. Uh, thank you also for sharing with me some of your personal uh, milestones. Uh, thank you again and good luck. It's been a pleasure and thank you so much for having me on your thank you. podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.